This week on Media Delta, American Gladiators, 1989. Sometimes you need something intellectual, sometimes you need something emotional, and sometimes you need to see someone get hit in the face with a tennis ball being launched from an air cannon. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, we were planning on taking a look at the uh, very well, like, well-awarded uh, Chariots of Fire, uh, because uh, when this goes up, it would have been the time of the Olympics. Um, but due to the all the fun stuff that's happening, and also the fact that I didn't feel like watching Chariots of Fire, uh, we actually swapped out uh, Chariots of Fire uh, for another show, uh, which technically is com uh, competition. I Well, it is, uh, but it's a different kind. Gladiatorial. Yes, gladiatorial combat, you might say. Um, because it's we were talking... Chips. Yes. Uh, we are talking about American Gladiators, which I guess in technicality, unless we, well, we've only played stuff based on American Gladiators, but yes, uh, this is part of an actual, I guess, franchise that's just normally known as Gladiators, or I believe originally started with American Gladiators, but there are international versions. I know UK definitely has one. I believe Australia also has one, but I'm pretty sure there's also some in various places around the world have their own version of it. but. Uh, as two of the three people on this call are American, uh, we are going to do American Gladiators. Um, oh, I'm the token. Yeah, bear. Um, so yes, uh, as you might have mentioned, uh, I, we have two other people with us, uh, so please uh, introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm Real Soviet Bear. I watched American Gladiators in German on TV as a kid, so I know everything, but only in German. Uh, I'm Torpid Typist, and I'm here to see some random Joe Schmo get his cornea scratched. Yeah. Um, so, American Gladiators, uh, we pried it up heavily during the Nickelodeon Guts episode because uh, it might have been something we'd rather watch other than American than Nickelodeon Guts. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about it now. Uh, it's kind of the same kind of deal as Nickelodeon Guts in that it is people who are not necessarily athletes. Um, except for the first episode where they were, you know, pro football players. Uh, but they're basically random Joe Schmoes who come in, well, J Joe Schmoes and I guess Jane Schmoes. I don't know what the other... A gender neutral Joe Schmo. Yes. Uh, come in and compete against various athletes, question mark. Uh, basically kind of trained, uh, kind of gladiators. I think some of them were also ex-football players. Uh, that makes sense. Also, I, I know that there was a knockoff that I believe Terry Crews got to start out uh, as one, but I can't remember. It wasn't American Gladiators, but I know Also, it was... the football player was the host. Uh, well, no, I, th I think some of the Gladiators were also ex-football players. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, like, uh, the people there, like the, like, like Laser or Malibu might have been ex-pro football. Uh, Larry Zonka definitely is ex-pro football but yeah, yeah he fucking makes you know it god damn he never shuts up about it yeah uh so yeah uh basically they compete in various uh kind of spin on various sports uh and basically you know try and compete against each other uh so i guess kind of to more get into that uh let's just kind of go into our questions so uh bear uh, what were your general impressions? Is there any particular element that you'd like to talk about? 
Um, I, I think overall it was. I think it was more entertaining to me when I was uh, a kid. I think now rewatching it, um, I, I because of other competing shows that have gotten more hardcore, and I think in general competitors uh, have gotten more um, impressive. Like when you watch Ninja Warriors or something like that, I think that's kind of like a level above um, what American Gladiators is. This feels kind of tame. Um, but I do like uh, the general feel of it, where and I think in the first episode, they kind of try to go for this uh, WWF or WWE or whatever wrestling uh, theme, where the gladiators are the bad guys and the contestants are con- contestants are trying to defeat them. And you know, like when the gladiators lose, they're like angry and they have these personalities and backstories or whatnot. Like I don't know, like oh, Gemini. Gemini you know, has two personalities. Exactly, and both of them are always pissed or something like that. Uh, yeah, something but, stupid like that. Yeah, but then when you watch uh, the later episodes. Um, you see, they changed the shift. They they made a shift in tone where it's no longer this a wrestling style competition. Instead, of it's this uh, Olympic style competition. Uh, where I think there was even an interview with Gemini actually, like uh, after one of the, um, yep. uh, I think like Rico, whatever his name was, like the guy that like just wiped the floor with everybody. Uh, they were asking uh gemini oh hey what do you think and instead of gemini going like oh i'm angry i'm gonna show him on the next match uh, he went like oh no you know well we're here you know, you know we're not here to always win we're here to challenge the contestants and you know uh, make them sh- put on the good show and um do their best and so on so like it, it got reframed as this like challenge mode and the gladiators in general were more friendly um like you would have certain ones where Oh, you know they are they're eliminated, and the gladiators are eliminated, and they're kind of like pissy. But then you'd have other gladiators who were like, "Oh yeah, thumbs up, that was a good shot," things like that. Um, so I kind of like that. I think the theme of this is a sports event where uh, everybody has to uh, do their best. I think it fits better as a more. I don't want to say more American, but I think it's like a more positive attitude that kind of. Uh, fits with something called American Gladiators. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I it, am... It definitely seemed like once it hit it big and got money, there was this stark contrast in the way they presented themselves and the way uh, they just tried to sort of soften the edges around a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I think a lot of... You know, they got a better budget, but it's also interesting to see where in the initial episode... Um, a lot of the uh, disciplines were kind of bare bones. And, um, you know, if you look at the, for example, the disciplines that it did keep, like the one where they have um, uh, to shoot the target and, you know, they move from cover to cover and use various different, like like, like a rocket launcher or a uh, turret or whatnot to throw balls uh, at the target while avoiding being shot at. If you look at the initial one, uh, that one looks more like a war zone like you're like hiding behind barrels behind shrubbery behind like like a beat down wall but when you look at um the later um episodes and that same discipline that one's more neutral um in the sense of like it has this like vr framework on it so it's not really it doesn't look like a battlefield it just looks like um uh an obstacle course 
it, it, yeah it even had like the 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 like uh almost like a tron look to it yeah yeah definitely just like the hard angles and the lines in blue and all that it definitely went for more like neutral presentable more marketable tone rather than yeah it it, it definitely feels like as more eyes started watching they tried to round those edges yeah yeah definitely yep now I, I i can't i'm no expert so i can't say for certain if it's because there was more money involved or more eyes involved or someone complained i don't know but yeah definitely they did tone it down a whole lot more as it went on i i think it's more a direction because uh the direction shift uh not like in terms of oh we have a budget now we have to be careful for me it seemed more like they didn't know what tone they were going for like i think they had a, an idea on the paper how it would look with, <clears throat> with the initial tone but then you know they had like you know the first test screenings and they looked at it probably and were like mm. oh this needs to be more focused because it feels like it's you know it's neither wrestling nor something else it's like something in between so they tried to figure out their own tone because yeah um if if you look at the um, like wrestling wrestling has like a lot of writers involved and a lot of that stuff is planned ahead of time um and synced up when they're like actually like fighting each other but when you look at american gladiators you know you can't really predict whether the contests are going to win or not and it's kind of different to you ha- you know you have your scripted personalities which are the gladiators and then you're trying to make these contestants you know they had these backstory talks with them and they're trying to make them out as their own personalities but if you have somebody like who's not interesting enough to be a hero or a villain you're not going to be able to make them into either thing so i think they kind of took all those things into account and just made a more focused uh effort to like have their own identity it's also funny because they, they even had like their own like in the first episode at least like something to go along with their name like a gimmick so you had gemini uh, with the two personality thing which you never saw we never saw any of that i feel that worth mentioning yeah because, but also because... there's like lace who just wore some lace tights yeah and like zap, zap but her nickname was terminator like it was a lot it was kind of like you know timmy watched wrestling and now he has his fan fiction for his own wrestling uh universe but also it was definitely I, I, it's definitely the feeling of like it's it was fumbling around trying to figure out what it wanted to be, and eventually yeah. that crystallized. Yeah. Um, also, I'd like to point out because I did actually found a uh, a site that actually lists like the biographies for uh, most of the actual gladiators uh, was that some of these uh, Malibu or not Malibu uh, Gemini in particular was actually an ex football player. He used to play for the Patriots and the let's see the Patriots and the Eagles, I believe. No, no wonder um, why it's so full of frustration. Uh, yeah, but also he uh, did act in a few things. Um, also, uh, he apparently played a small uh, role as a security guard at night in the Roxbury. Uh, also, he was a contestant on Press Your Luck. Um, also, Gemini, uh, actu- or not Gemini, uh, Malibu, uh, actually uh, ha- was an actor. Uh, he uh, did not, he was a competitive racquetball player. Uh, also played Motaro in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So, yeah. That, that, is, a lot, that is a lot to take in right now. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, also he was on Baywatch Nights. Not Baywatch, Baywatch Nights. Which is so, the level 
That is the least surprising thing I have heard yeah, about Malibu. His name was fucking Malibu. I mean, yeah, you but... don't even have to call him Malibu. Just like look at him. Him. He's like, his like you know, incredible hair. You mean? Yeah, like he could have been called Fabio, and I'd still be like, yeah, he was probably in Baywatch or one of the Baywatch like copycats or spinoffs. I I just find it funny that he was in Baywatch Night and not Baywatch Proper, which is uh, like. I mean, better that than one of the knock- knockoffs, like that show with um, God the Bicycle, L.A. Cops. I completely forgot what that was called. I I do too, but there were so many uh, weird on the beach drama slash crime slash drama shows. Yeah. So Baywatch Nights not that bad, by comparison. Yeah. Um. So uh, is that good for your impressions? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Turbo. Uh, uh, so honestly, I, I I quite enjoyed it. I I enjoy it because I like seeing people get beat up, and even more so, I like it being one sided. Uh, that said, they actually do seem to carefully pick who goes up on there because a lot of it's like people who do sports in their own either in their own spare time or they're a a, a physically demanding profession. There, there was that one, like, I forgot what teacher she was, but she was, uh, like, she was, like, just a teacher, and she was, she was kicking ass in that, the episode that she was in. Yep. I, I don't know what their official process is, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were, like, tryouts to compete. Like, I, like, it makes sense to me that you would do that rather than just go, like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I play football in my spare time. Okay, you're in episode two now. It's, it's too physically demanding to not have tryouts like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'd imagine like, if you didn't, then that is a liability, because they probably would be more likely to hurt themselves. Also, it's not any fun if you're seeing someone just get one-sidedly beaten. Yeah, which is why Rico <laughs> sucks to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking Rico crushed it. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. One of the episodes we watched had some dude called Rico. I don't know if he won at the end. We watched the semifinals, but he basically dominated everybody, and <laughs> it was not even like interesting to watch how like effortlessly it he was defeated everyone. So bad that all of the gladiators were teaming up on him in these <laughs> yeah. group things. There was this one, yeah. There was the one uh, where you have to like grab the balls and put them in the little. Um, uh, baskets, yeah. yeah, goals. Uh, and it's like three gladiators and two contestants at the same time, and you know each contestant is playing for themselves. And two of the three gladiators just went all in on Rico, and even the third one jumped in a few times. So the other guy got so many points, and I think that's the only one where Rico did not get a single point in. Mm-hmm. It was a shutout for Rico. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. He was pretty obnoxious. He also he was an asshole. I hate sword winners. Remember at the end when he was just fucking screaming and nobody wanted any like even the gladiators it, were visibly the, pissed off. Yeah, the gladiator just came up and bapped him with the the, the little <laughs> thing they were holding at the end. Yeah, the soft thing. It's like they asked him like like, oh yeah, what do you think about Rico? It's like like, oh well, you know, like we're doing our best to, you know, stop him. It's definitely challenging, but that's what we're here for. You know, we can't always win. And you just like look at them and be like not like visibly annoyed, but you can kind of feel like, man, we need to stop this dude. He's kind of annoying. Yeah, it's great because it's it's like when you see him like hit him with the little thing. You could see you can almost see it in this face where 
it was um uh like you could see the guy it's like okay i need to hit this person but i need to not actually hit him hard enough that it causes a problem but also do it to play up it felt like a lot of like yeah yeah you won we get it <laughs> yeah it's also like making the other contestant just feel bad because it was pretty close that entire race but Rico got fucking lucky at the very end. Yeah, that's the one thing we'll probably go into when we actually talk more about the games themselves. That that last game has luck to it, which kind of sucks. It's funny, but it sucks in, in a competitive sense. So if you're watching it for like, uh, like just to watch it for watching people do it, it's fine. But if you're actually interested in the competition, it really sucks. Uh, I will say one quick thing. Uh, as much as I enjoy the show and I enjoy watching it, it is a show that it's hard to watch a bunch of them together because they blend really hard when you do. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a weekly show. I, I think there's a whole category of these shows on TV, like even the um, like TV shows, like uh, uh, like fictional ones where you just can't binge watch them. They're like They're aired once a week and you can only really watch it once a week. Well, that's that was perfectly a, fine. Yeah, because the thing is about this is the reason why I felt fine just watching three episodes to discuss the entire series, um, particularly the 1989 versions. That uh, there wasn't a whole lot of variety between the seasons. Like they, this, like when we talk about guts, like they added games constantly into guts. The thing with American Gladiators is that the the games that appear in season one show up throughout the entire series, and I'm pretty sure they don't add. And they only remove. It, it it felt more like like they refined them over time. I'm pretty sure Amer uh, Human Cannonball got taken out, but that's probably a safety reason more than anything else. Yeah, some of them were kind of adjusted, like the um, uh, the Q-tip fight, like went from being on a bridge to being on uh, the little uh, two circle separate, thing. Yeah, two separate circles. Uh, I I think though it makes sense because. Um, uh, when you when you have like serious contestants like that, uh, it helps if they know what they're expecting. It's not like something like the Keshi's Castle where, um, you know, oh, we just have random dudes and we're just gonna like you know mix it up and who, who gets what to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at a full list of them right now, and actually, like, some of these I think only did appear. Oh, oh, okay. That's why this list is really long. It's because it includes stuff from the later se the later series, which. Uh... Also, yeah. um, Nickelodeon guts that that have like teams going, you know, to quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, or is it like no? A it was all in one episode. I, I think in the last season when they were doing global guts, it was trying to be a thing where, like, an Olympics thing where countries would get points. Um, but that yeah. was about it. Yeah. So, so here uh, another thing to keep in mind is that these are contestants that go, you know, through a tournament ranking of like you know semifinal, finals, and so on. Um. And I think they want to also build up these contestants as, you know, personalities competing to reach the finals and win. Uh, so that's also another reason why you'd probably want consistency uh, as well, rather than like throwing a spanner into works because it's, it's, it, it makes it feel more like a sport rather than uh, a fun event. Oh, well, funny event rather. Yeah, yeah. Also, it, it was once again this this sort of emphasis upon the, the the challenge, and also like they got a pretty good idea of what would make for good 
things to watch pretty quickly, actually. Because like, even from the first episode, they didn't really change their games immensely. Yeah. Like, if anything was a visual overhaul, turn it from, uh, like, what the first episode was to what later episodes were. But yeah. Uh, one other thing, really quick, before I get into the thing I want to bring up. Uh, one of the videos that Lolo linked us uh, for our viewing, uh, the thumbnail is just a bunch of Chippendale dancers, and it's magical. Because I just uh, see it staring at me right now. That is one of the things that I did want to. I do want to bring up uh, because a lot of the stuff we've taken a look at is stuff that's kind of easily available. Uh, this is actually kind of, in at least in this sort of digital age, uh, is somewhat hard to find, at least easily accessible because. I don't think any like platform has it. So any like your Amazons or your Netflix, I don't think that the version like the 1989 version of American Gladiators is on. Uh, and YouTube has a handful of episodes uh, of various different qualities. Like you have some that are super blurry. You have some that are actually decent rips. And then you have some that uh, and also some are just the show. And then some are clearly VHS recordings that someone had because it has all the commercials in it. Uh, so Including we got Chippendales, two uh, Chippendales ads. Because the thing was is that it was, it must have been uh, the whoever recorded it lived in St. Louis uh, because we saw a lot of local St. Louis stuff. Also, a lot of NES ads, which were kind of funny. Uh, I will say also, really quick, uh, mentioning that uh, the, the difficult to find shit. It's so hard that one of the episodes that Lolo originally linked us uh, had the audio completely fucking broken. The audio was only playing in the right year, and it yeah. was just all wrong. So yeah, once once I found that out, it's like okay, we are switching this episode. Yeah, so I'm trying to look at it now, and yeah, like even like DVD sets, I can only see it like a a three DVD set that's season one, and that's it. Like it's it's not that easy to find even like recordings that that you can buy. Yeah, because it's it's like Amazon it's like Amazon Video like Amazon Video had it at one point, but it no longer has it. Yeah. Yes, you can get you can get American Gladiators: The Battle Begins uh, for twenty bucks, which um. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Plus three bucks to ship to Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's not exactly easy to find, which is uh, kind of unfortunate. Um, it's also really weird because, like, like I said, I watch this like in German, um, on German sports TV, uh, dubbed even. So it's pretty widespread if you're like dubbing it in various European countries, and I assume you know probably like outside of Europe as well. And to to have something so widespread just be kind of difficult to find now is really strange to me yeah because especially with how like iconic it was um yeah i'm just trying to think uh, yeah I, I still do want to bring it up oh yeah uh that's what that was me so I, i'm gonna bring it up so bear kind of covered it as well but from a more like tonal standpoint i'm gonna say it's really interesting seeing how the show shaped up from a production standpoint. Because uh, initially, the first episode has, like, incredible public access vibes to it. It's just, like, this black studio that they're in with this tiny group, of, like, this tiny set of, I guess, bleachers they haul in. 
for this small group of people to watch these people in these like very quickly thrown together sets for their games and it is kind of an astounding experience to witness knowing because like i had never seen this first season i never saw these the, the initial like pilot i guess you could call it i've only ever seen the more the, the later stuff so like seeing this is like wow they really kind of just came from nothing didn't they yeah and just knowing it became this like tour de force after seeing that it was just kind of incredible to see i guess for me at least yeah for me it's interesting to see a uh, audience that's not perfectly synced up to cheer at the same time because in that first episode like you had reactions all over the place yeah uh, whereas it's kind of nice in, yeah whereas in later episodes they probably had an applaud sign yeah and we're also more um easily uh, isolated with audio because uh in that first uh, episode when they were demonstrating some stuff, the mic wasn't always in the best spot, so you could kind of hear the change in volume as they were trying to explain the event in the course. Also, not just where they explained the event, the best part about explaining the event was that the host was physically going through it himself, and it was kind of hilarious to watch. It's like those... Um, I like It's just like those local uh, TV stations when they try to, you know... Uh, reenact something that happened physically it just looks awkward and you're worried you're gonna slip and hurt themselves exactly no it was as i said it just had these incredible public access vibes yeah and also like the announcers didn't know what to do like one of them was being like i think there's actually one of the host is like the host is being very insulting too which was weird yeah there's another that, that, that actually caught me like really uh off guard uh, now you mentioned because I, I first thought, like, oh, we were going for... Because, like, I couldn't remember. I watched this as a kid. I didn't know what vibes they were going for. Uh, plus, also, like, the dubs I watched had their own uh, commentators. Uh, but um, I thought initially, like, oh, they're going for a wrestling vibe. But the commentators actually are nothing like wrestling commentators, which have, like, very strict guidelines of what they're supposed to say and how to say it. Uh, and these guys just had no clue how to present it. It was very jarring in that regard. Yeah. It was like, they are very rude, too. It was weird. Yeah. Also, like, even, it didn't seem like even the, the, the gladiators had the best idea of how to play these games. Because, like, I know Gemini very visibly fucked up in the first episode. Oh, when he got disqualified because he used his hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was in the, um, uh, got the Q-tip fight. Yeah, the just yep. I think that was like the very first event too. It was. It was the very yeah. first one they did, and he got fucking taken aside. Yeah. And um, he almost messed up a second time, but like uh managed to correct himself. And it, so it's it's like going from that to then the later episodes where it's like much more refined, it's much sleeker, streamlined, it's and they, they, they took off that edge from the original production, made it much more respectful tonally, and, like, even the announcers felt like they had a better idea of what they were trying to do now, and instead were just more about hyping it up than sort of uh, poking at the, the challengers. Yeah. So it, it was interesting to see where it went. I, I do prefer the later stuff. I like the, the more refined competition, but there's something to be said for seeing, one, seeing the roots. Yeah. Which that first episode is the one, the one episode that the American Gladiators YouTube channel provides. What a um, weird episode to provide! Like that's not what I would want to present myself with. Yeah, 
because I believe the rest they just have various clips. So, is that is that what you were looking to talk about? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I I quite enjoyed watching those. Like it's it's a fun thing to have in the background. Um, which I mean, if you're if you're actually just watching it, it's fine. But it's also there's something to be said about a good show that you don't have to like. You can set your mind on. You can just turn half your brain off and just kind of work on something else while you have it in the background. It's good noise. It's actually like enjoyable to listen to because I feel like the hosts help make that. Yeah, and there's good sound. Like they know when to beef up like a hit, so they can definitely hear things. And the commentary is pretty good too. Yeah, uh, yeah. And th there's anything in particular I just want to talk like to bring up. Um, there's not really. It's more the fact that it's like this. It it's rare to find just a show that's just just it's something you could put on and just like just listen to and like not necessarily pay attention and still enjoy it just as much. Just got to vibe out. Yeah. I mean, isn't that how people used to watch TV? Am I missing something? Or do people like actively sit down and watch TV? I usually, for me, it was like half of TV was watching it like in the background while, you know, doing stuff around the house. Depends upon who you are really. But yeah, I know a lot of people would just like do other shit. Yeah, I, I know, at least around here, like, if we were watching a TV show, we were watching a TV show. Damn, you people are disciplined. Yeah, you're that, we were just that bored. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that's really uh, my thing that I wanted to bring up. Uh, so I know we've kind of gone over it, uh, but Torbo, is there anything else you want to bring up about how do you feel about the presentation slash presenters? Uh, it is aggressively 80s, is the other thing I will say. Well, early 90s in this case, but yeah. Which might as well have been the 80s. As the we... 90s didn't happen until 93. Yeah. As um, we've been... Uh, they brought out Supermarket Sweep on the Netflix, and watching that has... Uh, and also just thinking about Saved by the Bell are really good shows. The fact that the 80s did not end with the 80s. Nope. Yeah. The, the um, Reagan years could be felt for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else you want to bring up? No, I don't have much else to say about other than that. Like, because, like, I will say the 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 Gladiators got less personality as time went on. It felt like there was less sort of differentiating them, in my opinion. Yeah. And, like, even their names ended up feeling meaningless. It, Aside from just very dumb code names. Yeah, it just seems like rather than calling the person by their name, it's just they're calling them by um, their nickname. It's very oh. much, it has the energy of like the, like going to a summer camp and getting a nickname. Yeah, you know, no, it's... Hmm? I, I actually finished up, uh, I'll say. Okay, I was gonna say, but yeah, you could just see them lose those parts of personality too as time went on. Because once again, like in the first episode, I'm not saying this is personality, but like the, just the things that separated them out, which is like Lace was visibly wearing like Lace, like stockings or tights, I guess. And it was just interesting seeing that just disappear because like as we saw in later episodes, they, they weren't there, which is perfectly fine, really. It's probably easier to move without them on, but yeah. Um, okay. I was going to say they, they did have a... Um, um, 
like ask the gladiator segment where like kids would ask their favorite gladiator stuff um and they would answer those questions but i also know they had a toy line which i'm now looking up where they had like a bunch of toys of the gladiators but i don't know how early this was like whether this was still like season one or not uh because looking at some of the um, props, I think it might have also been uh, toys that went on through like you know season three and four, uh, and so on. So I think they did try to make them marketable. I just don't know if the episodes we did, uh, you know, didn't make their personality come across. Like I don't know if you know Gemini is the jousting guy and he's always on jousting, and whether Nitro is usually the one manning the cannon and things like that. I think those are kind of things you pick up on uh, if you watch a show long-term. So uh, I wouldn't say they, like, lost their personality. I just think, like, it's it's a more long-term thing, kind of like how uh, in sports, when you watch a sports match, you know, you're not going to have everybody shine in every single uh, game. It's not really wrestling, because, like, wrestling has a more focus on the personalities, even during the fight, whereas these are just, like, very short uh, events. That's what That's I mean. It felt like they tried to step away from the gimmicks, but I don't. Th- I don't think they tried to step away uh, from also, them. To I be think fair, it... there there is a sharp difference between just uh, like like toy stuff. Toy stuff is is a whole beast unto itself, and the actual presentation, how they present themselves on the show. Yeah, but I meant like I don't think they tried to like move away from how they presented themselves. I think just the format, the way. Uh, the show actually works is I think if you get an idea of who's good at what and what kind of personality different gladiators have, you get that long term. You can I don't think you can get that from like individual episodes. That's my point. Mm. It's kinda of like, you know, like like if you if you if you met me, like I don't know, once at a stream and you'd be like like, oh I now I know everything about Real Soviet Bear. I know all his nuances. He loves the master system and shit like that. Um I, I should probably... say I feel like there's less emphasis on it. Yeah, I think they don't, like, take time to show it. Like, there's not as much. Well, as much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's most, maybe also, like, in contrast to the first episode where they literally, but, I mean, they did, like, put them aside in the later episodes as well. Like, we did have them talk a few times, like, after events with the Gladiator specifically. Like, oh, hey, what was your take on what happened and how it went down and why it went down like that? Yeah, but it just... It didn't feel like they they had a shtick going. Like it, they weren't trying to be wrestling in that yeah. shows. The shtick, the shtick, yeah, that I agree with. The shtick was gone, but I, I I think they tried to like give out their personalities in different ways. That's perfectly fine. It's just like so. I still don't understand some of those nicknames. Uh, like, that was made up in the marketing room, I guess. Like, yeah. like the the Thor, whatever the fuck he was called, like was very obvious what they were going for with that one. But then others like Blaze, why is she called Blaze? I don't know. Yeah, let's see. Like, like we it, have we have like people like Nitro, Zap, Laser. Well, oh, one's actually called Laser. What? Yes. Yep. Yeah. His yep. name Laser. I, I like this also. Like Toy said, oh, Blue Challenger versus Laser. <laughs> but Just yeah, uh, generic Blue Challenger. Blue Challenger versus Laser just sounds like you're taking a magnifying glass to it. Okay, I have I have a overlook here. So we have Laser Turbo, Saber, Hawk, Sky, uh, Nitro, and Ice. Yeah, these names were made up in like a like I think somebody looked at their you know 
photograph and their background in terms of like oh like what are they you know professionally and then just made up backstories you know what uh, though still well, not as bad as the guts nicknames yeah i was gonna say because it was just the random like generic ass kid nickname but was it like kenny speedy gonzalez something yeah yeah that one was not great um but it was always like the animal or something like that named after a weird shitty stereotype yeah 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 regardless so, though yep so did you have anything else to add no. to be honest both because bear did you have anything else you want to add about the presentation or presenters no i think i literally said this on the tangent where i stole torpids uh oh like... i didn't yeah i mean because we kind of just already talked about the presentation and presenters yeah except uh, for once again i feel worth emphasizing that one host not one host, one commentator who really wanted you to know that he played football because holy shit everything was a football analogy to him or he would mention something football yep. and it, was it, almost, it almost felt like a parody it almost felt like a parody like you know when you watch i know the simpsons and they have somebody who's like i don't know yeah an ex-football player like you can yeah. imagine him always talking about football everywhere all the time yeah he's, he's like the weird stereotype of the guy who played college football but never grew up past it also not gonna lie uh these American Gladiator action figures, the actual molds, are basically knockoff He-Man molds. Like, they look that bad, but the props look pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd i love to have that cannon with the target on it. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, also to point out that I think it was in the first season that uh, one of the uh, co-commentators, like, the one that we're, we're more referencing in was uh, Larry Zonka, who was X next football player uh but one of the hosts in the like first season was uh joe theisman uh who if i'm trying to remember that it is i believe um it is uh the joe yes um the high the or is it the same this might actually be a different heisman uh but i know he joe theisman was a football player that uh depending upon, I'm not certain uh, who it's named after, um, but uh, it, that could actually be the person who is named, the Theisman Trophy is named after. I'm pretty sure now that I'm looking at it, uh, it wasn't. Um, but nonetheless. Anyway, it's the Likesman. Yeah, it, it is not the Likesman. Also, Bear has posted pictures of this toy set, and it is magical. I love this. I will, if I was a kid, I'd be all over this shit. This is great. Yeah, it's pretty like, fucking sick. This... Like if you, this is like uh, Hot Wheels equivalent of a track, but with like cheaply made Keeman uh, molds. It's pretty good. I might hold my I, shitty death traps. I might have to use the picture of this uh, thing that it looks like it's from the UK version. Uh, that this bootleg ass rock'em sock'em robots that's of the joust game okay uh, but look at this uh a durable ball event you can have that yeah. that's also pretty pretty atmosphere which actually would be really kind of fun to do in real life though um but regardless uh yeah i don't i don't have anything to add about the presentation or the presenters themselves but yeah um so i think we should probably actually uh 
end this discussion by talking a lot, talking about the actual games themselves because they're kind of the cover, highlight. Actually. Uh, what was that? So there's actually a lot to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, should Bear, we do them one at a time or just talk about them? As I say, we could just go through all the events. Um, let me get the actual proper list. Uh, I mean, we can go ahead and start with, I guess, the first one, which is Joust, uh, which uh, is basically the the thing that is basically uh, when things like when American Gladiators gets referenced, it is usually this event. Um, which basically the gist of it is that there are two. You have the contest, like the you know the average Joe Schmo uh, going against Gladiator, standing on some sort of platform. Uh, in the first episode, it was a bridge. In the second one, it was these two circle things uh, hitting each other with pugil sticks uh, that people just refer- usually refer to as Q-tips because that's what they look like. Uh, it, and... it's, it's so iconic that they even got, like, uh, I, I, I knew I saw it somewhere on The Simpsons, and it was actually uh, one of the events in Bart vs. the Juggernauts, where the Juggernauts was this entire um, American Gladiator-style uh, parody. Yeah, if anything from this gets parodied or referenced, it's this fucking event. Bar um, none. So, because the, the the thing when I think of parodies uh, is um, Hot Shots Part Two, uh, where at the very end, for some random reason, and by random reason, it's because of the ZAZ production, or at least one of the Z A Z or A or Z um, production. Uh, the two of the uh, like the heroine and uh, the female or some other character, I forgot who she exactly was, uh, just are trying to fight at some point and they just end up doing American Gladiators. One of the things they do is the joust as well as the eliminator. But yes, it is the iconic event. It helps it visually. It very much stands out of these people, these two people on these poles, just fucking going ham with these Q-tips. Yeah. It's, it's it's pretty good. Um, I think that event is probably like not only the most recognizable, but I think it's kind of the most uh, fun one to watch. But also, it has this risk of just being over in a flash. Like it's very easy for it to just end in a second. But when it goes into like a seven to ten second kerfuffle, then it gets really good. Yeah. Well, there's also that one. Then the thing we watched it was one of the uh, women's contenders. Uh, where uh, she ends up... Uh, it was get- the teacher, actually. Yeah, it was a teacher who... Uh, she just essentially uh, gets knocked to her knees. And the, the gladiator just beats the shit out of her. And just, just it- whacks her head over and over and over, and it's so which, brutal looking. Which, which is also great, because it actually invokes a disqualification on the contestants' part, because... Uh, part of the rules is that if you get knocked over, you have to do everything in your, the, the way they describe it is everything in your power to get up, but you're just getting kit in the head constantly. So there's nothing you can do about it. Well, the problem is essentially that on your knees, you are too stable. Yeah. yeah so you like get I, knocked off. It makes sense that they have it, but also uh, the gladiator kind of invokes that because you can't get up after that if you're just getting beamed in the head repeatedly. I mean, honestly, that's proper sports because if you have, if you can trap somebody to get disqualified, that's that's proper sports etiquette. You're basically screwing them over. It's all about pressing the advantage, yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's also like they even asked her after, like, like, 
got disqualified. How does it feel? It's like, yeah, I, was, I couldn't get up. I just had no room to get up. I mean, I like what I like about that event a lot is, you know, usually when you're seeing something like like that kind of fight in movies, you know, when somebody's doing fighting with two big like sticks or whatever, uh, usually in movies they make it dramatic by, you know, go for the legs, trip him up, make him fall down. You know, it's about this like nimble thing where in practice it's just like, no, man, just just hit them in the head, like go for the head and that's going to drop them. Or just aim for a body blow and throw him off balance. Like, I do like that one. I can't remember which of the episodes it was, but uh, I think it was the the women's one where she leaned in, uh, the gladiator leaned in to push the contestant down, and she kind of like let her fully lean in and then pulled back and hit her on the side, and the gladiator basically just full momentum fell off down. Yeah, one of the episodes we watched, uh, I think the joust match ended about a second. Because she just got one good hit in and just knocked her completely over. Yeah. But yeah, I think it has a lot of variants, but I I think it's still pretty fun uh, when there's a good exchange. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, even that... when there isn't a good exchange, just real quick, I will say yeah. that even when there isn't a good exchange, it's just sometimes fun to see someone get fucked up, and that is an event where someone will get fucked up. Yes. It is the most ba- it is the most base event, and it's probably one of the better ones. Um, uh, actually, like I just see it now, uh, and I think we brought it up before. Um, so next one I'll talk about is Human Cannonball, which is uh, an interesting event. Uh, which uh, basically, uh, the gladiator is standing on a platform somewhere to joust. Uh, but the thing is, is that high up above. Uh, the contestant essentially trapezes down trying to knock off the gladiator off the platform. Also, the gladiator themselves, both of them have giant cushions. Yeah. Um, That's like a shield. Yeah, which this event, like, there's always something, it's it's satisfying in the sense that there is a lot of build-up to it, and the actual event like is based on like a second or two of action. Like there is a big buildup and then it's just whether or not they hit or not. It also feels yeah. very, very heavily weighted in the challenger's favor. Uh, it is uh, because looking at how the uh, glare is, is reactive, uh, they're only allowed to try and stay on, um, uh, on the, uh, the podium. They can't, I haven't seen them use like counterforce, like to push um, the contestant away or anything like that. So basically, they have to take the blow and then just do their best to stand still. Yeah, um, yeah, that that one it's a neat event. Although it got retired pretty early on, though. Um, first half of season two, uh, then was not brought back until uh, season four, and then it got retired again. Yeah, so. I. I think as good as like for the anticipation and the payoff, I think that part is pretty good, but it uh, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel to me like they're trying to overcome the gladiators. It's more like oh, it's it's another gladiator to you know not fail. Whereas in a lot of the other events, it's about the gladiator uh, either competing or being this like barrier and this one just they feel just kind of like the victim of it 
Yeah. yeah. They they were just trying their damnedest to just survive at that point. Just trying to earn a paycheck. Damn, ain't that the fucking human condition though? Yeah. Gladiators gotta eat. Um so yeah, uh that's human cannonball. Um I guess next one we can talk about uh is Atmosphere, which is the one in which basically well actually we might as well talk to two particular events that kind of have the same kind of thing, although uh, differ heavily in presentation. Uh, that is Atlasphere and Powerball, which the gist of essentially is there are five zones on the field uh, that basically in Powerball, you have to pick up a ball manually and run the ball into the goal. Uh, and then the gladiators are on the field trying to tackle you. Uh, and in Atlasphere, everyone is in giant like hamster balls and basically have to roll over onto the goal. And basically, when they stay on it for long enough, it will, you know, activate, which is slightly different, but they are kind of essentially the same thing. Um, uh, I Atlasphere, like the thing is, is that Atlasphere is really goofy to watch, but really in the sense of it, it's kind of not that interesting. As we I, I think it's like the show of it is pretty good. Like, like you know, you have giant gerbil balls and you can just look at it and be like, oh man, I want to ride in that. That looks so cool. I wish I had that. And there's smoke everywhere. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, whereas Powerball is actually e- easier to like actually tell apart what the hell is happening. Big ball go foosh. Yeah, exactly. and pa- Powerball is also great because uh, in the first episode, uh, there is a case in which... Uh, that one is actually the uh, game is actually slightly different. I believe there was only three goals, and I think they were both trying to work. Or there were like it was either three or five, but they were like an arc, and you had to do them in order, which changed dramatically. Uh, and there was a case where uh, one of the gladiators just got tackled and like spent half the match like in a daze because they just got like rocked so hard, like basically got caught by someone they weren't seeing. Uh, and it was kind of like that part's kind of great. Um, I, I I think Powerball is uh, really good because you have like you have five of those goals or baskets or whatever you want to call them, and three gladiators and two contestants. So it makes a really good spread where the gladiators can cover technically both contestants, but not equally. But they can't cover all goals, so it makes for really good. Uh, decision making on the contestants part so that's for me that's like really interesting to watch how they decide you know which goal to tackle and how much they think on their feet whereas with the atmosphere i think a lot of it is just you know getting a handle on how to control the damn thing uh more than like actually you know planning oh i'm gonna go for this one or not yeah yeah um like they're they're okay to watch, but uh, yeah, I feel like they're uh, of the games here. I think they're the weaker ones, but even then, that's still pretty entertaining to watch. I mean, Atlasphere seems more entertaining to play than watch. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like, it's very good, like to like imagine yourself, like, oh, I want to do that. Whereas Powerball is like more comprehensive and like looks like something you're interested to see how they will actually play it play it out. They're both fairly straightforward, yeah. Uh, Powerball, though, is, yeah, as Vera said, easy to follow. Uh, and I think that works for in its favor. Uh, I think its relative simplicity actually works greatly for it. And it seems pretty well thought out. 
Uh, and also, it's beautiful when all of the gladiators try to just pile on one dude. Yeah. Who happens to be uh, called Rico. Who happens to be called Fuckface, yes. Uh, whereas Atlasphere is just a clusterfuck. Yeah. Like, it never feels like anyone gets somewhere because they're trying to. It just, they kind of bumble their way into it because everyone's slamming into everything. What I'm saying is Fusion Frenzy sucks. Fuck you, Bill Gates. <laughs> yes. Uh... Yeah, I think Atlasphere is one of I it's it's one of those events because American the entire show is pretty prop heavy and I think that one was imagined like prop first. Um and I don't think it um ended up playing out as well as they might have wanted it, but I but you know, obviously people enjoy watching folks in giant trouble balls. Also giant plumes of smoke. Yes, yes. Uh, you get your fucking like, taint blasted with smoke. It, it's great. It said it was like I, I think I missed her, but it said like like nitrogen smoke or something like that. Um. Either way, your yeah. taint's getting blasted. Uh. Yes, they describe it as a blast of nitrogen, quote unquote, smoke. Yeah. That's uh, probably just that, steam. I, I, I think that one is there for the chaos, and I think it's. I, I assume it was popular with people because it, they didn't retire that one. Or did yeah, they? Uh, that went throughout the entire series, I believe. Uh, also, it was slightly brought back uh, in the revival. Um, that I just realized uh, Atmosphere has very laser tag arena energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, with that, uh, might as well move on to what I think is my favorite game, uh, which is Assault, which is great. uh, So basically, the gist of it is uh, the gladiator is up on a tennis ball cannon uh, and the uh, the contestant is walking or is trying to run through uh, this not quite obstacle course. It's basically an open field with an exception of a few, uh, like, depending upon whether or not it's the first season or not. Uh, in the first season, it's like kind of war kind of thing. So you got like a bunch of fallen trees or like uh, some oil barrels and then some like uh, other things. Uh, but later season, it's just various kind of shapes, essentially, like uh, this weird box, pe- like basically rectangle and like um, some sort of prism patterns. And on each kind of obstacle thing, uh, there is a various weapon uh, that they need to use in order to hit a target that is above the gladiator. Uh, it's also and, interesting because they're in like order of usefulness. Yeah, because you got things like a rocket launcher or like a crossbow, uh, and at the very end you just have uh, three hand grenades in quotes, which are essentially just tennis balls. Well, uh, yeah, you, you start from the most useful, but it's also at the longest distance. Yeah, so it ends up being like balance, like you always have like an equal shot. Also, it's great because apparently in the first season, uh. If the gladiator, or if the gladiator, essentially, if the the contestant hit hit the target, uh, if it was the if it was the male gladiator, they would all be covered in dirt. But if it's the female gladiator, they'd be covering glitter. <laughs> um, which also, speaking of glitter, was great because watching in the first season, uh, someone got to the very end and got the hand grenades, uh, and I don't know what happened, but they kind of biffed the thing and it just landed straight in front of them. Um, but then also if you kind of run out of weapons, you could also win by just basically heading to like goal line. But also that's a lot harder because you're also right in front of the gladiator. Um, but yeah, uh, this event, this was always my favorite thing to watch. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it it's, is it's... also the most dangerous event. Yes, uh, I believe out of the episodes that I've seen, uh, this is the one that has caused the most game, most game like game stopping injuries, uh, like the one we referenced, which a dude or someone got hit in the eye. They they're wearing goggles, so it's not like they got hit directly in the eye, uh, but they got their cornea scratched. Yeah, but also these are balls being shot using high pressure, and they come up fast enough to do damage. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, one big issue is you should never look at the gladiator while running. Like, I, I think like it's obviously like, oh, I want to see like where he's gonna shoot, but there's no chance you're gonna react to that. You might as well just like plan when to run. Yeah. Um. Also, it seemed like it was kind of underpowered in the first season because there were multiple cases of the contestants getting hit and not realizing it. So that might just also be adrenaline, but I feel like if you got hit with a tennis ball at that speed, you'd probably feel it. It's also great because like they had to occasionally, like I know in the one episode we watched, they had to take a second to figure out if someone hit it or not. Like they had to make a ruling on it. Yeah. So it looks like it wasn't like someone was looking at the target and see did it get hit or not. It wasn't like something was rigged. Although I think later on they'd rig something so that it is like pressure sensitive um but that event's always fun also one thing i did want to bring up about these events that one thing i did find funny or not funny but find actually kind of something that makes it a lot more uh tolerable to watch uh is the fact that they stagger the event so the format of the show is that you always have men like the two male uh, contestants and then two female contestants uh going side by side like they weren't against each other uh, essentially but they were kind of going in same lanes and they would change the order of the events between the men and the women so that you would have like uh for the men it would go like joust um like joust assault a uh, powerball atmosphere uh for the uh women it would go like it could go like atmosphere joust it would go in a different order so you would see the events twice uh but staggered which I feel makes it a lot more. It's not so you're not watching the same event over and over again. Yeah, I want to mention about the assault. Uh, my favorite thing about that one is that it has the highest. Oh, I could do that better factor. Um, because like some of the shots, uh, they make where like like they shoot the rocket launcher and just completely misses the mark entirely. You kind of go like for a moment, like, oh, I could probably do that better. And then you realize, oh, no, I probably couldn't because that's a lot of pressure and chaos and not a clear view of things. Also, I would imagine that the fact that they probably don't have good sighting on that. So it's not like and you also have no idea how the power of those things are. So you could be like, oh, yeah, if I do a straight line, I'd be hitting it here. Uh, but then ballistics come into effect and you probably. Also yeah, they're being pinned down by the gladiator. Yeah, like very visibly, they are having to contend with that while also trying to aim, which will fuck up your aim real bad. Yeah, I um, I also wonder whether like returning contestants get like used to it eventually, like they or, or like watching how other people play and aim, making it kind of like an idea, you know, because like some some of the rocket launcher shots were just like you know not even go high enough because like people would be like oh this is going to go super far in a straight line and then it's actually much more arced and then i have seen like other contestants like aim it super high and like just barely miss 
the target because it felt like we had a better idea of how that arcs. But you only really have, you know, one shot with a rocket launcher. Whereas with, I think, one of the cannons, you have like three shots or something like that. So you can kind of adjust based on where your shots went if you see them. Yeah. Also, I feel like mentioning part of the appeal of this is the variety of items that they have you use too. Yeah, this is this is a good example of prop use, like compared to atmosphere, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a bunch of different weapons to use. There's a bunch of different kinds of cover as well with each weapon, uh, and it's 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 just interesting to see too because it's short, it's sweet, but there's a lot going on. I do wonder how the how many balls the gladiators get to shoot because. I know they have that entire ring full, but I wonder if they get like reloads on it or something because they they uh, don't actually. One of them ran out. Remember? Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of them ran out. Okay. Yeah, so I I find that also interesting that you can kind of they have to be careful which shots they take as well. Yeah. Though they do fire quite like a lot, although that does have a suppressive effect as well. Because even if it misses, well, yeah, it, it's just time to know. Well, also, it's like you, you just if it, if it even like misses quite a bit, if you can feel it go by you, that's still pretty harrowing. Yeah, but, I mean, like the I think the entire event just you have one minute to do the entire thing, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you suppress somebody and time them out, you still win. You don't have to actually like hit them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's assault. Uh, the other kind of mainline game that's there uh, is the wall, which is I feel like the weakest of the events because essentially all it is it's a climbing wall. The goal is the contenders start climbing the wall, and then after a little while, the gladiator will come after them and try and pull them off. But it's also uh, that gladiator needs to climb quickly too. So at the end of the day, it's like have fun playing catch up. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's like, do you know how to rock climb? If so, you are you have you can do it because it's it's not like I don't think it was that there was any like weird obstacles or anything. I'm pretty sure it was just a pretty standard like uh, walk like a just a standard wall. Yeah, it's a normal ass rock wall. Um, started out as uh, 40 feet slash 12 meters high, uh, then it got extended to 50 feet slash 15 meters high. I don't really have much yeah. to say about it, honestly. It's pretty yeah, it, straightforward. It is the most basic event. Yep. Yep. Um, there was another, there's a couple events that got added on, like, at the, like, the very tail end of the original series. Like, you have things like Pyramid and Breakthrough and Conquer um, and Hang Tough. But uh, they're just kind of similar kind of things. Uh, I feel like the ones we mentioned are kind of the mainline ones. Uh, with the exception of the last one, which we need to talk about, which is the Eliminator, which is essentially the last event, which is essentially just a giant obstacle course um, that has various kind of things, like uh, there is a kind of a rope that you need to walk pat- walk on that uh, gladiators can like throw little balls at you and not potentially knock you off. Uh, there's like a rope swing. Um, there is uh, the ramp that's basically a reverse treadmill. That you need to run on. Uh, then there is uh, basically some things you have to weave through. Uh, there's something you have to fall through, I believe. Uh, and in the very end, which is kind of the thing I mentioned before about luck base, which kind of 
sours the tone of this entire event is basically you have a choice of two corridors or basically it's four lanes and then each content contestant basically picks one um behind Lines, five lanes three of them have people two do not yes so it is entirely luck based if you go through the right one or not i think it's also like you have like two halves of track and whoever reaches it first picks where to go first right mm-hmm. yep yeah it sounds like a kaiji event like from ultimate thriver kaiji kindy kind of kindy kindy <laughs> Yes. Uh, also, people got stuck in the rope net a lot. Rope net, rope net, say nothing to fuck with. Yeah, I, I, as someone who spent a lot of time in Discovery Zone, you get stuck in those things all the time. Um, yeah, it, it's not as interesting to be honest. Uh, it's very much the thing, kind of like it's, it's like the aggro crag actually in guts, where it's essentially it's just kind of meh. Like, I'm much more interested in the other events than the last thing. I almost feel like the later seasons upped the production value on it even more than what we saw. Because I, f- I feel like when I watched it, it looked much more impressive. Um, They did they did uh, add stuff. Like, there was uh, a time where you had to get on, like, a hand bike. And there was, there was other things they've added. But essentially, the core of it is you have to go through various obstacles. Yeah, I think, like... The versions we watched was were a bit worse, but I think in general, like later when they had like a bit more pizzazz to it, uh, it was a bit more interesting to watch uh, because like the obstacles we we saw weren't really that over the top. No, it's a very straightforward event. Yeah, yeah, I think they made it a bit more impressive later on from what I remember watching as a kid, but that. That part where they have to pick a quarter at the end, yeah, that's still that's still there and it's still kind of crap. I don't really understand. I I mean, I understand why it's there. It's there be- to make the um, um make it more exciting because you know if you have somebody like really in the lead, um, and you don't have an event that. Like if they're like a physically good and they recover and they have a big lead and they did all the other events really well, then they're probably gonna deal with whatever you have at the very end as well. So they probably put the luck based part in to give it a bit more uncertainty, which feels shit for the contestants. And I think it's kind of like lame for me because if you're rooting for somebody and they're in the lead and they lose because they had a bad, uh, bad luck, then it's kind of whatever. Yeah, or if there's someone you hate and they win because they're incredibly lucky, Rico. It's 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 almost like a um, like penalty kicks in soccer. But like even in penalty kicks in soccer, you try to get the read on where the person is gonna shoot and where you should jump. Like you can try and get a read here. You don't have any information because all the paths look identical. All the uh, Paper blinds are opaque and you can't see through them. So there's nothing for you to go on. It's just completely random. Yeah. Especially for something that, that find, kind of rides itself on the idea of competition and being fair and all that. It feels really out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I almost wonder whether it would have been like better if it was like two lanes 
and one has like two gladiators you have to go past and one has three or something like that or one has one one has two like it feels like the last uh, you know, one should be should be because like if you look at i think if you look at through the entire event like the only i think the the gladiators throw the medicine balls when they're balancing on the beam right mm-hmm. but for most part you don't really in the last event you don't have any thing from the actual gladiators challenging you like it's more just your running with against the other person mm-hmm. yeah you know i would have been fine to see them just both people fight off a gladiator like actually try to get them to have the gladiators be a more active threat yeah yeah i i think that will be more interesting and then you can pick which which gladiator do you want to face gemini or nitro one has a gun and the other has a sword you just see their name and a picture of their face but it's drawn as like a caricature yeah. two gladiators one speaks the truth and the other only lies also real quick you want to talk about production let me tell you about the remake and how fucking over the top they were with the set design for that yeah i actually want to see the remake because i haven't seen it we should oh, the... watch that sometime i actually watched quite a bit of it yeah the remake uh that i think is actually a lot easier to find on youtube yeah probably i mean it was actually pretty all right uh, yeah well, it kind of ties into the thing I said where watching old American Gladiators now isn't like as like impressive because you have had so many derivative shows like Ninja Warrior and whatnot that are just over the top completely. So it makes sense that a reboot of American Gladiators would go over the top as well to, you know, keep it interesting because it's been like, holy shit, like 40 years, 30 years. Yeah. So I think the only time I ever saw some when Ninja Warrior is like some firefighter with 3% body fat. Hmm. Uh, like they they so, felt the need to say his body fat percentage. Like some of the stuff, like some of those uh, shows are pretty ridiculous in what they demand. To be fair, also... it, American Gladiators is still its own beast because they they went more harder into the, the physical aspect of like get through this obstacle course. Yeah. Whereas American Gladiators is kind of just all about the competition. Yeah. It's about defeating these people and then buying a toy based on them. It's about defeating these people and then screaming in victory. Yes. Like some sort of foul goddamn monkey. Yes. Man, I kind of wish like there was a Saturday morning cartoon with the American gladiators. Like, they're going around the world solving crimes like the Harlem Globetrotters in that Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Like, that would have been pretty ace. No, no, they'd be a group of crime fighters fighting off evil. American gladiators versus the uh, Cold War centurions. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, it's like, uh, it was like that... uh, that, uh... Barrett, you had it right there in your hand. The Soviet Centurions. Soviet Centurions, damn it. <laughs> which, which was also great because there was a cartoon called The Centurions, although it had something nothing to do with this. Although it seemed like it would have the same plot. Kind of the, the Centurions is the one where they have that uh, those various uh, like gadgets. Weird mech. Yeah. It was yeah, like, 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 mech, like mask, but not quite. God, I do love the idea of mask but American gladiators, and instead of masks, they put on their fucking tights. So it's just like you see them going about their everyday life. The call comes in, and they fuck everything up. 
to go get their fucking suit on. No, what actually this makes me realize is that, um, because now that I think about it, there is a video game based on Michael Jordan, a video game based on Bo Jackson, and a video game based on Wayne Gretzky, which means at some point we can cover Pro Stars, which is essentially Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson uh, solve crimes. It's a cartoon. Wait, sounds wait Ma- Michael Jordan was in a cartoon where he solved crimes? Yes, Pro Stars. Oh, we got that, but not American Gladiators? Yes. Wow, wish fucking... I know this timeline's pretty bad, but I didn't realize it was that bad. That was actually the problem. That was the point where the timeline went sour. Yes, Wait, they, they... It, was, it was there right in front of us and we didn't see it. They greenlit Pro Stars, but not the American Gladiators cartoon. Yes. God. All right. I think at this point, I think we've discussed American Gladiators enough so we can actually go about and rank this. So uh, we are going to rank this using our 1 to 21 scale. Uh, where uh, one is considered absolute mastercraft, but very little can be done to improve it, uh, and 21, which is not even ironically fun to watch. Uh, so, um, Bear, uh, what what number would you give American Gladiators the 19, 1989 version? I'd say it's somewhere between... I think it's somewhere between Guts and uh, Street Fighter live action for me. So like, like, like nine-ish, I'd say. Okay. Uh, Torpo. Let me bring up the list real quick, because I'm a genius who doesn't think ahead. Uh, Say 9 or 8 is where I'm at. 9 or 8. I love how just scrolling even slightly rockets down my fucking thing. Um, I would honestly put this over Nick Arcade personally, so I'd probably say like a 6. Okay. Yeah, so, okay, so somewhere between 6 and 9. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, like I, I think Mortal Kombat is a more enjoyable piece of media for many reasons, uh, as is Labyrinth. But um, yeah, actually, man, you know what? Man, I would say seven to put it on the level of Running Man. I was about to say it makes sense. Like this is like the PG thirteen version of Running Man. Yeah, actually, seven would be a very good spot for me. So I think seven's pretty good yeah so yeah why don't we go ahead and put it seven um okay so seven american gladiators 1989 all right like it's a fun show but i highly recommend against binging it yeah yeah i was gonna say considering uh if you're gonna try and binge it at least the way it is distributed now uh, you're gonna find some episodes which are not pleasant to watch um i was gonna say um I imagine a lot of key kids had their own uh, American Gladiator OCs. Uh, so if anyone listening to this has a Gladiator Sona or an idea for a Gladiator Sona, please share it with us. Yes. Show me your Gladiator Sona. Or, or don't. It's it's okay to hide your shame. No, it's, no. I, I, I insist. I think this is more healthy than some other Sona trends I've seen. <laughs> These are the true American values I want to see. This is what I want to see from America. I want to see your gladiator sonas. Yes. It is I the most powerful gladiator. The slide. Yes. Um let's see, what kind of tone would you go with? Ooze would be the like you you can be you can't be in a gladiator called slime. You have to be a gladiator called ooze. You're right. Um uh, what kind of tone? Yeah. 
How about eighties? I feel eighties. Yeah, good no, tone. The so hair nice. enough. Yeah. All right. Is there anything we want to call it in music, charm, uh, cinematography, well, story, no, uh, action or art? Action. Duh. Yeah. Action. Okay. I, mean, uh, I think I think I think the theme is kind of catchy. It's this like American, yeah. the Roman style or Greek style anthem. Not anthem, but like jingle. Yeah, the, I I have at many points just listened to the American Gladiators theme, uh, and it is a very good uh, pump you up theme. Uh, I would say yeah. also thumbs up and charm because it's yeah. it's a sort of like goofy term i wouldn't call it campy but there's something to be said for like the whole the overall presentation yeah um yeah i wouldn't i would not say cinematography not that it's bad but it's not nothing to call out in the story is it's yeah um art in the art is like this is real fine but yeah it's okay uh let's see yay or nay um i can't really think of anything for yay or nay also, real quick, I am surprised at like how relatively diverse the cast ended up being. Yeah. Yep. Also, the contestants too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, very stark contrast to that other show you showed me, uh, Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the whitest shit you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, that that's like the the worst parts of America. This is like the best parts of America. Yeah, this is the anti-supermarket sweep. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything for year and a. No, uh, I, I, there's nothing like super uh, exceptional or bad about it. I think I, I think it's like pretty all right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So there we have ranked American Gladiators, the 1989 version, uh, at a seven, uh, which is very good. Uh, much I, higher than Parappa uh, the Rapper. Yeah, yes, there's a lot of things that have been ranked higher than Parappa the Rapper. Um, so yeah, um, before we move on to what we're discussing next, uh, Bear, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, watch me on twitch.tv slash realsovietbear uh, or twitter.com slash mdkii, that's mdk roman numerals too. Alright. Uh, Torpo? Uh... Twitch.tv slash Torpotypist and at Torpotypist on Twitter. Uh, and I would like to plug the hole in my heart left by the death of American Gladiators. Yes. Uh, so, um, next week we have a very interesting uh, movie. Uh, one that is actually, considering how uh, this franchise has been treated in the motion picture realm, uh, it is actually interesting to see something actually kind of heralded as actually being pretty good. Um, next week, we're talking about the super, uh, the Street Fighter 2 animated movie. I mean, it's uh, accurate to the game. It is accurate to the game. Uh, it's also, just a bunch of people beating the shit out of each other. Yes, and also uh, the, one of the things that started a very unfortunate trend in OVAs based on fighting games. Is it, is it, is it Chun-Li showering? Yes, it is. <laughs> it, it actually is because I think that thing has been actually like you can trace that back to every fighting game OVA after that having some sort of shower scene. Um, 
which there was a surprising number of them actually um but nonetheless that is what we're discussing next week so make sure to tune in for that one because that one will definitely be interesting so thank you all for listening if you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the media delta list tab if you would like to watch media delta's sister show retro rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.